And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am loaded with caffeine. Yeah, you are flying. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo. Yeah, you had what? How many monsters? Um, I had two monsters two today. Two monsters today. It's uh, 5.30, 6.30. 6.30. P.M. Two monsters and a Starbucks hoo-hoo. Yes. Which is just caffeine-arama. I had... Uh, Water. Two thirds, <laughs> well, I had two-thirds of a cup of Joe, just plain old Joe. Um, and I'm comfortable. I'm, you know, I, I have mitral valve prolapse. I don't need a lot of caffeine. <laughs> I, I can set myself... I'm, I'm literally fidgeting here on the They couch. say, I know, I noticed that. They say that, that uh, caffeine doesn't really give you palpitations. I have recently read that, but uh-huh. I think that information was put out by the caffeine purveyors, <laughs> if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, because I swear to God, if I have too much of it, I get I get palpitations. <laughs> but uh, I could, it could all be in my head, too. I, when, I and, I, and I know you're going to get mad at me for what I'm about to say, but it's okay. the truth. Um, very commonly 24 hour days you know i it's just part of my life and what caffeine no 24 oh. hour days being oh, up 24 yeah. Oh, hours yeah, yeah i know i know 24 hour plus know. days i know and during those days i consume a lot of caffeine you and, have to because you don't fucking sleep right Hello. yes and, i know and I can be the first one to tell you, I know my limit on caffeine uh, yeah. because because I after you're there, <laughs> because at that oh yeah even <laughs> even right before we started recording, I told Lacey to bring me water. Water, because, I know you did. Yeah, I was. I thought it was very brave of you to recognize you reached your threshold, as it were. Yes, because I <laughs> I will get some serious palpitations. Yeah, yeah. And I know they say it doesn't, but I don't believe it for a minute. Horseshit. Horseshit. Shit. Horse poopoo apples. Yes. Horse apples. Uh, we would make this clean because in the background is my oldest son, Jaden, but you know what? Nah. Oh, no. Why clean it up now? The child's 11 years old and he's heard more <laughs> shit out of my mouth in two years' time, or one year's time, yeah. actually, than you'll probably hear in his entire life, and he's survived it very well. He still speaks properly, so... You know, I mean, it's out there. I don't care what anybody says. The oh, vocabulary yeah. is changing. It's my vent. What can I say? <clears throat> um, I read something in the newspaper that said, well, it was it wasn't in the newspaper. I don't read newspaper. I read online newspaper. And they were saying that twerk from last episode. Yeah, right. Twerk is now in the dictionary. No shit, really? And and, and last the week was the first time I even heard about it. Yeah, and that's what I said. I said, where the fuck have I been? I, I mean, know. really. I know. You know, I'm digging through online and trying to communicate with people. It's a sign and... you're getting old, David. Oh, fuck me. I know, I know. I'm telling you. If you don't know what the kids are saying now, you're in trouble. That's why I was asking you what's all this hashtag shit in front right, of right, words. Right. It's the hashtag taking place of now or pronouns and adverbs and things like that or what? I'm uh, glad you asked that because I actually investigated it more. Yeah. And I think that's a good topic we can talk about right now. Okay. Um, just for the listeners, we're not going to be doing email brown bag special this week. Uh, just we got so much content. Yes, we, we just got so much stuff. We're just that, so full of shit. <laughs> we uh, can't. And I, I felt like everything that I'm putting into researching needs to be said, needs right. to be talked about. Right. So I'm sorry to the listeners, you know, that sent in. But we'll get to you next week, I promise. Right, absolutely. But anyway, uh, I went and actually went to Google and I, I tapped in uh, the meaning of hashtag. Oh, did you? Yes. I never thought to do that. And what the original concept of the hashtag was, was from Twitter. 
Yeah. And say you write something about writing. You you just wrote a new story. Right. So you'll go to Twitter and 140 characters or less, you'll say, I wrote a new story called such and such. Yeah. Hashtag writing. Right? Yeah. Now, someone who's interested in writing wants to meet people that write. Yeah. They will go to search and they will put in hashtag writing. And it will search all through Twitter and find these hashtag writing, and it'll show you. And okay, then, on Twitter, yeah, but on Facebook? I don't know what the hell Facebook I is. Yeah, either. I seen that, the, what, last uh, week? Yeah, and, and I'm like, what? Uh, is it just a holdover because they do it so much on Twitter? I think so. That they And they figure everybody knows what that means? Or do they think people are going to look them up on Facebook that way? Do they look them up on Facebook that way? Um, the the definition I was looking at said nothing about Facebook. It was huh. solely about That's Twitter. Twitter. Uh, and know. so that was it. So I think <clears throat> I I think it's a, a shortcut technique. Language, I think that's what it's Language becoming. shortcut technique. I believe that's, you know, what it is. You know, everybody wants to shortcut everything. It's like stopping at a stop sign. Do you ever notice not too many people stop at stop signs? If there's somebody in front of them that stopped, they kind of just go in like they like a like they were hooked to them. Right. Like right. a train. Oh well, we stopped. What you know? You didn't mean to actually have to. Each of us stop, did you? Yeah. Really. You know. It's amazing. I turned <clears throat> coming down um, Rock Creek. Is that the name of Rock that street? Rock Springs Road. Whatever. I never can remember the name of stupid street. Anyhow, I'm turning left. Uh-huh. I get to the intersection first. The guy on the other side coming my way gets there after me, and I'm turning left. So I get ready to go, and he's starting up. And I just I just looked at him with my, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You're not going anywhere, look. Yeah. And turned anyway. Because... Legally, you don't turn left in front of oncoming traffic. They have the right-of-way, but I had the right-of-way because I reached the intersection first. Right. And it was a four-way stop. So that means when he gets there, he doesn't just tap the brakes and go on because he's there. No, fucker, you got to wait for me. It's my turn. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate rude drivers. I really, or worse than that, ignorant ones that, that are not aware of the, the, the laws the and rules yes. for driving. They don't understand that those rules are there for everybody, not but, just those of you who think you're above it all. You and know. it's for safety, too. Yeah. Thank you. And it's not just Jeez. because, you know, somebody wants to be a dick about it and make rules. No. Usually rules are put in place for people's safety. And there's a lot fewer of them now than there used to be. Yeah. If, if they wanted to be dicks about it and just have rules... They would have stuck with them the way they were 30 years ago. There was a lot of rules in those days. Not so much now. You know, I guess they figured, fuck it, man. We can't get them to do anything we want them to anyway. <laughs> yeah, know? might as well. Plus, they don't fucking read the book in the first place, so they can't pass the fucking test. So, Anyway, that's so way off of where we started out. Where did we start out? I can't even remember. Uh, it's all right. I'm still loaded on caffeine. Oh, well, so am I. But let's go ahead and anyway. start the segment. Um, we do this each and every week. You know, we always say goodbye to someone special yes. that has, you know, yes. made significant relevance in our life. Yes. And this week uh, is David Frost. Yes. Um, he is a reporter, but he was most mainly known for, uh, he interviewed Nixon. He interviewed a lot of people. He had yeah. a talk show, and he interviewed everybody. He was sort of like the Baba Wawa of his time. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. And so he interviewed a shitload of people, among them Richard Nixon. Yes. Um, and you actually brought some content. I do. I have just a, a few, little bit of an excerpt here out of, uh, off the internet. Okay. This is from AP, uh, out of London. It said David Frost had sparred with Richard Nixon for hours on one of his shows, on one of his talk shows. Yes. Uh, he recorded a series of interviews with the former president three years after he stepped down in disgrace over Watergate. But as the sessions drew to a close, Frost, and I remember watching these sessions, by the way, Frost <clears throat> realized he still lacked something, an acknowledgement by Nixon that he had been wrong. 
Nixon had admitted making mistakes, but Frost put down his clipboard and pressed his subject on whether that was enough. Americans, he said, want to hear him own up to his misdeeds and acknowledge abusing the power of the White House. Quote, unless you say it, you're going to be haunted for the rest of your life, unquote, the British broadcaster told Nixon. What came next were some of the most extraordinary comments ever made by a politician on television. And we have those for you. Yes, and this piece that I have right here is actually 10 minutes long. We're so we're not, not going to play the whole play. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in fact, if and I don't know if I've actually ever mentioned this, but when this show goes live, if you click on the link, if you go to our website, jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast, and pick what we think, it's going to pop up episode 15, or is this 15 or 16? Okay. I've actually lost count. Wow. You know, I never know. Um, but anyway, you I click on... I know what day it is. Anyway. You click on that episode, and it takes you inside. And it, it looks, at first glance, it looks the same as, as the outside. But you scroll down, and there's every video that we talk about is posted there. Ah, okay. Every picture we talk about is posted there, so you can see what we're seeing. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is, obviously, when this goes live, I'm going to put this particular video up on, on our website. This is part three or part four. This is part three of the full interview, the, the seven-hour interview. Okay. Um, so what they can do, if they're interested, they want to watch the whole thing, they can click on it. There's going to be a YouTube uh, logo. You click on the YouTube, and then, as you see over here in the corner... You know, one and two, and it's it's got the whole thing. So if they're interested, they can literally watch the whole. Okay, episode. is this going to be the part though that he re- that I referred to in this when I was reading it? Um, I believe this is the piece. Okay. So let's see what happens. Okay. I, the people that got us into the war, uh, the brightest and the best, proved to be the worst in this crisis because uh, they could, like Ruskin Rostow at least have either supported or given us a chance to get out of the war that they'd gotten us into. But on the other hand, they turned totally around. And they uh, stirred up the demonstrators. They couldn't possibly, in my view, uh, intelligent as they are, uh, have not understood uh, that this kind of activity, the divisiveness in America, was making it very difficult for us to convince the North Vietnamese that they ought to negotiate. Now, that's why Henry Kissinger, uh, when you uh, you talk about this whole matter of leaks and so forth, and people think that maybe Kissinger went a little overboard at times on it, or that I did. But I'll never forget when the Cambodian leak occurred. And we said, Henry, it's possible it might be somebody on your staff. And Henry said, I will destroy them. Now, Henry's not a mean man. I mean, he's not one that would... Uh, after, you know, his background, knowing what the horrors of, uh, of a really repressive state, uh, Hitler's Germany, who's going to do that. But he says, I will destroy them. Why do we feel this way? We felt this way because... I'm actually going to put a plug in it right there. Uh, just because That's not the part. It's there. It's in this segment. It's, yeah. But you've yeah. got to watch the whole ten minutes. Of Either the show. that or we're going to have to fast forward to where he actually does admit. But in any case, if, if you're interested in, in how close this country came to true disaster, you should really watch. the. You need to read up on Nixon. Nixon was a jerk, okay? Nixon was an asshole. And he lied to the American people through his freaking teeth, even when he got caught. Right. And this was David Frost's point. His point was, look, we all know you lied, and you're lying when you say you didn't lie. Stop this up. Admit it. You know, people will forgive you if you admit you're wrong. But if you just plant your feet firmly in the ground and say, I did not, you're going to go down in flames, dude. And he went down in flames anyhow, but he went down in flames a lot less after the admission of guilt. 
So if you're interested in, in how close this country came to a serious disaster and why we actually impeached a president, you'll understand when you watch this, you'll understand why that was a, such a... And David Frost again played such a, a big role in, in that. Without David Frost it never would have happened. So to David Frost um, well actually before we say goodbye let me just say if I'm going to pass away I, I think the idea of passing away on a cruise ship. You know, I know that a, sucks. Don't you think? Yeah. Or do you think it's good? No 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 no. I, I, I <laughs> just you know let me finish the cruise first. I know. Come um, on God. What's and, the joke? He, I, I'm sorry, I didn't get the age, but he, 74, 74, but he did pass away from a, Which is a heart too attack. Too damn young. Yeah, so, and I hope he was having a good time at least when he choked and croaked. But yeah. dang, that's yeah, that's kind of sad. It was I think he was on the QE too? I think uh, Ernie said. So for David Frost, we say goodbye. Goodbye and thank you. Um, I, I say. We've got one more that, and I know we, we said that we were going to keep it down to a minimum, and I'm going to make this really brief, but this guy is someone that I followed um, just because he comes from the same lineage as John Wayne. He, he and John Wayne were family. And Tommy the Duke Morrison, I first was introduced to him. I, I've always been a big Sly Stallone fan, and... They came out with Rocky Five, and he was in the movie. I mean, he was. Tommy Morrison is a professional, or was a professional boxer, but he still decided to be a part of this movie, and that's what introduced me to him. And I think that's it introduced a lot of the world to him. And, and he was a fantastic boxer, and he would go on to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Cool. Um, unfortunately, it was in the mid '90s he was diagnosed with having HIV. Mm. And interesting enough, he was just one of those conspirators, or, you know, conspiracy theorists. Um, He said that he did not have HIV, he did not have AIDS, um, that this was some type of scare tactic by the government, and he went on to, to, to claim that he did not have AIDS to the day he died. What did he die of then? What AIDS. Was, no, no, but <laughs> what was his contention that he was dying from, if not uh, complications of HIV? He never specified, but oh, he said okay. it was not AIDS. Well, okay. Maybe, uh, do you think it was a homophobic response? Yes, I do. Oh, I really okay. do. And, um, and we know uh, and have known for many, many years that, that, Having contracted AIDS does not necessarily indicate same-sex partnerships. Right. I mean, or having sex with the same sex. That's right. kind of hard to say, but, you know, I mean, you can get AIDS from an opposite-sex partner just the same as you can a same-sex partner. Well, also, I mean, in, in his profession, too, if you're beating the bloody shit out of somebody and somebody's beating the bloody shit out of you. they've got AIDS and you open your and mouth. And you're open, Hello? yeah, that's it's it. Welcome, germ. But yeah. um, despite his uh, conspiracy therapy theories, yeah, I, I thought he was uh, a great talent in the ring. Oh, sure. And Rocky Five was one of the last Rocky movies that I saw with my my father oh. in a movie theater. So that kind of brought back memories. Yeah. So in in the whole retrospective things, I decided that we're going to go ahead and we're going to play just a little scene from Rocky oh. Five. Why not? That's on Intersuiter's cup. Rocking drinks out of around the house. Ten bucks. Well, hey, man, how I know it's the real thing? Look at the lip marks, huh? All right, five bucks. Five bucks, no more. You got a deal. Okay. Excuse me. Tommy Gun. Is there someplace I can change? In there. Time. Hey, Rich, 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 a good friend. Listen to me. If you want to survive, you got to learn to slip the jab, you know? Peep it high and hit and not get hit, you know? Okay, take off. Rocco. Yeah. You remember Tommy Gunn? Oh, yeah, he yeah. He says he wants to fight. I tell him to get married. Why? That's Jim Humor, Rocco. Oh, okay. Hey, let's see what you got there, okay? Get married, I guess. 
So that was just a little piece of Tommy the Duke Morrison. Um, How old was he when he passed? 44. Jesus. Yes, he was... Uh, oh, that's terrible. I should have pulled up a before and after picture. Um, maybe after the segment, I'll, I'll show you what he looks like. You know, from there to like 15, 15 20 years later, from the way he looks here to the way he looked when he died. Hmm. No, I don't want to see that. Okay. I got. I have a very good imagination. Yeah. And he, I know. And I know the disease process. I. I. I can. I can draw you a picture. Yes. I could draw you a picture, complete with lesions. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Well. Bye, bye, Tommy. So yes, saying goodbye to Tommy Whatever, the Duke. What, however it happened, we're sorry you're gone. Yes. All right, we're going to change things up. We're going to make it a little bit more funner. Each and every week, we always go out and we look to see what asshole does something good. And we call this segment <laughs> The Helping the Hand. The asshole who did something good. <laughs> I, I like that better than The Helping Hand. The asshole who did something good. That's the, a good title. This week, yeah. uh, our helping hand goes to Ryan Gosling. Do you know who he is? Oh, I know who he is. Yes, I do. Mr. Gosling. He's a little cutie pie. He saved a woman from a uh, from getting hit by a speeding taxi. A speeding what's he? Taxi. A taxi. Oh yes. well, good for him. And this is not uh, a movie ploy. This is a real thing. He really this did. This comes yeah. from ABC News. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except I hate, you know, macking on a guy with with almost hair on his face. That hurts. Guys don't know that. Women won't tell them. Shave. I know you don't you didn't don't like the fact that you did, but it was smart. You should keep shaving. It's not fun. Let's see. I'm trying to get this to work with me here. Kind of like having sex with newly grown in pubes, if you get my meaning. Or poobs. You may want to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Okay. I'm actually trying to adjust the, the screen, folks, to to get it the right sized. Yeah. Uh, the third in a series of there's the fourth in a series of Chevy commercials there, <laughs> and we're getting shit for them either. I think we should contact who who is it makes them GMC or somebody. We should contact them and say, look, we've been putting your ad on our podcast. How about some Gitas for that? Yes, really. And they'll say, ha! Among other things. Okay, it says, once again, Ryan Gosling rides to the rescue. Again? He did this before? I guess so. Apparently. This time, actor-turned-erstwhile hero saved a woman from being hit by a New York City taxi cab. The woman turned out to be British freelance journalist who quickly let the world know about the incident via Twitter. I, I literally, literally just got saved from a car by Ryan Gosling. The actual, that, that actually just happened. Lori Penny wrote on Twitter Tuesday afternoon. I was crossing 6th Avenue in New York in the new pink wig. Not looking the right, not looking the right way because I am from London. Ryan Gosling grabbed me away from a taxi, and it, it goes on. What's to, with a pink wig? What's that got to do with shit? Pink wig district. Oh, what's that? Is that the? It's the area of New York. Why is it called the pink wig area? Got me on that one. I want to know. So I, I insist you Google Pink Wig and find out what that is. Not necessarily today, <laughs> but I want to know. I'll Google it. Shit, I never heard of that. So I was impressed when I heard this because we hear a lot of helping hands, but you know we we really don't get actual heroes in the process. Of I think this. that was very heroic for him to do that. Uh, extraordinary because it wasn't necessarily something that that he had to do. Except he just, you know, it happened and he instinctively apparently reached out and grabbed her. And that's, that's the mark of a true hero. Yes. Good for him. So my hat's off to Ryan Gosling. Me too. And we found out the pink wig district is a place where guys who like to wear pink wigs might hang out. And yes. so that's cool too. I don't know what she was there for, but that's okay. Anyway, I think it's cool that he saved her. I'm sure she thinks it's cool. Well, yeah, especially her. Yeah, and he might have actually risked harming himself in the in the doing of saving her. That's badly worded, but you know what I mean. Uh, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> so go, Ryan. And though the only thing I know him from is um, the Notebook. That's the only movie I've seen him in. Oh. You've never seen, uh, what the heck is that movie called? Uh, where he has a blow-up doll for a girlfriend? No. Oh, Jesus, you've got to see that movie. It's the funniest goddamn thing I ever saw. Really? It's fucking hilarious. He has a blow-up doll that he, she's real to him. I mean, he takes her places and has, and, and, oh, God, you've got to see that movie. It's so funny. He, ha he takes that. her to dinner. You know, and he talks to her and and expects everyone to accept accept her as his girlfriend and stuff. It's a great movie. I wish I could remember what it's called. Reminds me of the 1980s movie called Mannequin. Yeah, but no, this is... Um, uh, Does she come to you, life at the end? Can you pause it and, and Google it? No, she doesn't. No, you're thinking of One Touch of Venus. Well, a remake of One Touch of Venus, actually. But can you Google it and see what the movie is? Ryan Gosling movie? Oh, Jesus. What is that called? It's so funny. Oh, oh. I thought we were waiting. Hello. Okay, 2007. Lars and the Real Girl. Very funny movie. A whole, a totally different, never had a thought of it concept for a story in the first place. But the degrees to which he takes this concept he being the uh, ryan the the guy lars, lars uh -huh. it, it's just uh, it, it it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier as you go along it's it's really great it's very poignant too 
It has its poignant moments near the end. Uh, but it's, it's totally worth your time to watch. Excellent. I couldn't recommend it more. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, totally. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Well, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of helping hand, we always find out what kind of stupid shit celebrities do. Uh-huh. And we call this the our headline news. Celebrities news segment. <laughs> you, you go all these, what are you calling it? Headline news. Headline news. I like the stupid shit celebrities do news section, but that's all right. You can call it whatever you want. Okay, my question is to you. Yeah. What do you know about Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, you know, it's interesting because I've seen references to that in the last couple of days, and uh -huh. I know shit about it. So tell me. Fifty Shades of Grey uh, originally started off of Twilight. You know the vampire story Twilight? Yeah. Um, there was a fan fiction. And What's this a fan fiction? Fan fiction is where unknown writers would go onto the internet and write stories about copyrighted material oh kind so, of like the guys that make movies of of movies like right. the guys that made movies of uh what are those guys that made movies of spielberg's uh uh, uh temple of doom uh, indiana jones yeah him yes remember those guys that made that movie yes so it's like that only writing right okay i got it so the the author and forgive me i i don't care enough to know her name okay 
um, she wrote a very explicit S&M story with the characters Edward and Bella from Twilight. Ah. And she was posting the stories on a regular basis. Ah. Uh, but the administrator of the website said that it was just too explicit, that it yeah. needs to go down. Yeah. Well, by this time, because she had been doing it for a while, she people had started reading the content. Yeah. And for the website administrator, it was more of a moral decision yeah. than a business decision. Right. Because she was pulling in all these hits, but still morally, I guess the administrator thought, or felt rather, that it was just inappropriate for yeah. the website. Yeah, because so porn can bring in hits. It doesn't mean it should be up there. Exactly. Yeah. And... I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Put that comment in the back of your head. I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. No, you know, you're, you're actually on the money. You're just... Okay. So just remember that on the back uh, of your head. Okay. okay. So what the writer did is she went and took the stories, and because she felt that she had a strong enough following on the internet, she changed the story. Well, she didn't really change the story. She took out the vampire, you know, people were vampires, and she changed the name of Edward and Bella... And what would, would the story would become is Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I see. So, but she still didn't take out the part that was offensive. No, apparently. No. But she didn't understand what the man said. Um, she Men? went. She went to a publishing, uh, a self-publishing house. Yeah. And published the book. Ah. All her stories, she published it as a book. Okay. Well, she's entitled. Uh, she did well. She yeah. did very well. But somehow the book. The self-published book ended up in a, a multi-million dollar publisher's hands. And his wife liked it. Yeah. And the wife told him, you need to publish this book. Yeah. So that's where Fifty Shades of Grey came from. Okay. Um, All right. I don't know why late, lately I've seen references to it. Uh, um, uh, did I set you up good? Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing you need to remember is the nickname for Fifty Shades of Grey is called the Mommy Porn. Oh, yeah, I saw that somewhere, too. Because yeah. it is so overly explicit. Uh, like I said, with S&M and the dominatrix scene and all that stuff um, is in this book. How, and how can How can that even be more explicit than it already is just by virtue of its title? I mean, uh, S&M and, you know. Right. I don't understand. I don't know. I've never read it, and I, uh, I have no desire to read it, to be honest with you. Um, people probably think I'm explicit, too, and I am. But it's it's interesting enough. It's found with, uh, what is it? It's from mid-20s to, like, mid-40s housewives are the, the target audience for this book. And it, it has become oh. the New York bestseller. To the point where they have now gone into production with a Fifty Shades of Grey movie. And this is why yeah. you're hearing it all the time. Ah, okay. It's because they're promoting the hell out of it. Ah, okay. Um, do you know who Dakota Johnson is? Dakota Johnson? Yes. Not offhand. Dakota Johnson is Don Johnson and Melody Griffith's daughter. Oh, great gene pool. Yeah. She has been casted to be the lead female in the Fifty Shades has of Grey she? movie. Yes. Is mom and dad proud of that? Uh, no comment. Ah, okay. And then uh, a gentleman named Charlie Hempen. Um, he's just an actor that I, I don't know anything of. But anyway, he's, he's the one who's going to play counter to her, her love interest. Well, interesting enough, remember I said mommy porn. And thought about mm -hmm. the porn, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And the age range from twenty mid-20s to mid-40s female housewives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have banded... You know any other kind of housewives? Well, actually, there are male housewives, <laughs> yes. but yes, anyway. They have banded together because they were so upset with this casting. They have literally created a petition to the studio to revoke the contracts of these two stars and recast somebody else. Well, Why some do they other... care? That's how involved they are in no, this but story. I mean, do they think that this Miss, Miss What's-Her-Face, What's-Her-Face, 
Johnson? Yeah, uh, no, Dakota Johnson. Do they think she's not what sexy enough or something? What? Uh, they they just don't feel like the. But who the fuck asked them anyhow? They're not the ones paying the bill. The guy that's the 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 producer gets to decide who gets to be in the movie, right? Absolutely. Hello, you want somebody else in the movie? Make your own movie. Yes, and uh, but it, it just cracked me up because okay. it um. That is kind of odd. I they've they've literally sometimes. signed a petition. Oh please! We're not gonna go see your okay, sex movie. Okay, bye bye. We'll prob we'll struggle along without you somehow. Goodness gracious! It's worse Agnes. than it's worse than people twerking. I swear to God. Uh, well, it's what's speaking of twerking. Speaking of twerking, what was I supposed to come back and say later? Though I forgot already. Oh, we already nailed it about oh. the porn. Oh, it was yeah. called mommy porn. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. but jumping to twerking. Twerking, yes, which is also porn in my opinion, but hey, um, I'm an old lady, so what do you want? Twerking conglomerate, um, Robin Thicke, he's in trouble. Robin's in trouble? Oh, hey, well, no, no. It wasn't so much what he did on stage, it was After? what happened afterwards. What'd he do? Uh, Mr. Robin is in trouble with his wife, um... Oh shit! He's married. Yes, he is. He's, he's married. married, and he did that. But um, it gets better. It gets oh better. My um, in fact, he's married to Pamela. Pat, was it Patton? Pamela Patton. Um, she's a model. Okay. And what this came about was there was a picture taken of uh, of Robin and a fan. Mm-hmm. And just so happens, I have that picture. No, picture. I just got a... I've been correcting your wife all day long for saying pitcher. A pitcher is for milk. A picture is a, an, a, a visual representation of someone or something. So there, that's our educational lesson for the day. That's okay. I can cut it out. <laughs> and no doubt will. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Let me, where, where am I at here? Um... Oh. How did we get from Robin Thicke to... Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, okay, so... This is the photo that... That's his wife? No, that's oh, the fan. That's the fan? That's the that's fan. fan? Uh-huh. Interesting and, and harmless enough, almost, right? Almost looks like a like a little bit like Buffy. Yes, she does. Almost. But it's a, it's a harmless picture, right? Well, it depends on where his right hand is. I see his left hand, and what's that... Well, I'm glad you said that because. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> here's another view of that picture. I, I can't quite make. He's it standing behind a mirror. He's got his hand up. Oh, up her ass! Oh my goodness! Well, and she's letting him. Let's let's just take it. She's a, a real fan. Yes. In fact, let's take it one more step further. Uh huh. There you go. Uh huh. I zoomed in for you. Oh my goodness! What's that white thing? I don't know. Triangle. Something that she, something that she was standing behind. See, it's oh. right there too. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what it is. I don't either. But, but yes. Um, oh my goodness. <sighs> now, that, that if takes... I were his wife, I would have said, "Excuse me, Robin, the fuck are you doing with your hand up her ass?" I would have said. And I don't know who. After he woke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who. If it was the lady. And the picture that did this, but somebody got a hold of this picture and noticed in the, you know, yeah. in the mirror what yeah. he was doing yeah. and tweeted it to his uh -huh. wife. Yeah, well, uh, sort of like getting caught with your hand in a cookie jar. That, wow, <laughs> yeah, good metaphor. <laughs> I thought. I don't know, and she's and she's got this all like nothing's going on look on her face. Yeah, let's jump back to the original photo. <laughs> look, no, nothing's happening here. Uh uh what's in, what's up there? Is that her drink or something up on the by his head? Oh, that's her arm and her bracelet. No, yeah, it's a bracelet. Or I think. the or that just could be a light reflecting from behind because she's got a watch on. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Yeah, nothing's going on here, Mom. We're just friends hanging out. Yep, and then, <clears throat> again, if you zoom it in. There it is. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't think that was photoshopped either. No. Should have been. Could have been. If he'd, if he'd have been on the... Oh, what a dope. Oh, well. 
So, yeah, Alan's in some hot water right now. Uh, Robin. Alan's or, his dad. Alan's dad. Alan is the dad. Alan's probably going, stupid, you, you were caught. dumb shit, don't stand around in rooms with mirrors and have your picture taken. <laughs> yeah, for reals. Jesus. Yeah, okay. <sighs> Speaking of, uh, I don't have no lead in <laughs> That's too. hilarious. Oh, my God. Um... Mel Gibson was in the news. Again? Yes. What's he been up to now? Uh, Mel Gibson was pulled over at 1 a.m. in Malibu. Um, he, he was, they, they just, they didn't make him get out of the car. They said, you know, you're Mel Gibson. Blow into this, you know. He was not intoxicated. There was no signs of intoxication. Has he got a medical issue of some sort? No. Why was he pulled over? Um, suspicion. Of? Intoxication? Did, yeah. What did he do that made them suspicious? He said he didn't know, but let me get there. Oh, okay. Um, so they're like, okay, you're not intoxicated, but you you uh, were suspiciously driving, and he's like, how? And they're like, well, your back kind of swerved a little bit. And he's like, okay. And they're like, well, let's see your license. And he's like, why? Yeah. You know who I am. Why yeah. do you need my license? Well, maybe to prove that he had one. Right. Yeah. Well, he went to go pull out his wallet and realized that his wallet was not in his pocket. Oops. So home on the dresser. They they detained him there while they checked his identity, which I don't know how they checked his identity. Well, for probably, some, it's probably cross-referenced by name, don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they they just gave him a hard time. You know, and he asked, "Why are you harassing me?" You know, they never, yeah. they never gave him an answer as to why were they harassing him. And hmm. eventually, they're like, "Okay, we have no grounds to hold you. Have a good day." And they just left. I have a a, a young friend who's twenty two years old, an African American. Uh huh. He could answer that question. He gets harassed all the time. By cops pulling him over for no reason. Where is this at? Here in the high desert? Anywhere he goes almost. Really? Yeah. He gets all the, all the time. He's not the only one. Lots of young black men get pulled over. You know? I mean, it just happens because they can. Right. You know? Well, it looked to me like, you know, maybe da, 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 whatever. So maybe they do that with celebs, too. I don't know. Speaking of celebs. Yeah. Last week we reported that Justin Bieber got in a fight at the nightclub. You remember? Yes, yes. And I was giddy like a schoolgirl. Yes, you were. Well, there's a follow-up to the story. Oh, and it makes joy. me even happier. Oh, for joy! So there's more information that came out that after the the fight, his uh, security guards threw the guy to the floor. The, the, the assailant, and Bieber got in like four or five kicks to the head. While they held him down. Yes. <laughs> but then... Yes. I could just see that. Hold him down, guys. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But then after everything <laughs> was said and done, nothing was, you know, no charges were pressed. He, he went back to his hotel room, <laughs> and he realized something was missing. His $40,000 gold chain was missing. Off his neck? Off his neck. $40,000. That must have been a hell of a chain. To the point where... Somebody saw him coming to the jewelry store. Yes. Uh, To the point where he literally posted and said, If you have seen this... Oh, yeah, please return it. (laughs) Sure, that'll happen. And this is... Oh, that's it. That's it. That's... Well, gold, the price of gold has gone up, but it's back down a little bit, too. So, I don't know. So, the assailant... What is that? A bag or a what? god? Or what is the thing pendant on the chain? It's a pharaoh. Oh. Oh, King Tut. Yes. Does he, what, identify with him? I guess. Does that, does that mean he thinks he's a mummy? <laughs> <laughs> or wants to be a mummy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. But, so what makes me happy in this story... Yes. Is he lost his not only did the assailant get in a few good punches on Justin Bieber, and yeah, sure, he took a couple shots to the face, 
But you know what? That some bitch G's, walked out of there with a $40,000 gold and necklace. And I'm telling you right now, it's melted already, folks. Oh, yeah. Don't be looking for that pendant <laughs> anywhere. It ain't going to show up. Yeah, say goodbye. Uh-huh. Oh, so poor that, Beebsy. That just made me... Poor Beebsy, baby. That made me quite happy. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You had no business spending $40,000 on that piece of shit. But that's beside the point. Well, we also found out last week that I hate Taylor Swift. You want to put that in now? Why not? Okay, go did for you, it. Or did you want to put it in later? I don't really have all that much to say, but today's... Uh, well, I, my next one is about a stupid bitch, so it, it kind of oh, falls, well, there in, you go. It falls hey, in hand-to-hand, so go ahead. In. Yeah, because I think she is. Today's newspaper, local newspaper, had a reprint of an article... Out of the McClatchy newspapers, whatever the hell that is. Never heard of it. I don't know. By a guy named John Bream. And it's uh, titled, Swift Lessons, How Taylor Swift Became a Superstar. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, good, he's going to say some stuff about, like, I was thinking he was writing, how did Taylor Swift become a superstar? But no, he's writing, how Taylor Swift became a superstar. Oh, legitimate. So I read the whole thing and as nauseated as it made me feel uh and i concluded that he must have written this with her head in his lap that's all i can <laughs> so there you go that's all i have to say about taylor today okay well since we're but talking about more <laughs> oh, okay i look forward to it too I'm sure you do um, and since we're talking about stupid and dumb bitches yes we are Farrah abraham was in the news today holy moly and do I, okay. I have to. I have to read the headline, even though it's very leading. It leads right into what we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, and this is from E Online. You know the TV station E. Yes. Yes. E for entertainment. Yes. <clears throat> With uh, Mario, hoo the dimples. Mm. Yeah, Mario Lopez. Yeah. Nice dimples. Kids. I like him. She's drooling on the pop filter again. God damn it. I do have a list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know that Hugh's right there at the top, okay, with his nails, the Wolverine. It's right up there at the top. But there are others on the list. Okay, anyway, I digress. Okay, so the, the, the title of this topic is Farrah Abraham confuses being a feminist with being a lesbian or something. <laughs> Now, oh, there you go. If we just had an education in English, is she is English a second language for her? No, she was born and raised here in the states. Oh well, then why doesn't she understand the term feminist? <coughs> oh well, yeah, dumb. I that's ignorant. I believe is the actual, literal, appropriately defined term. But anyway, go ahead. And it reads... She's built like a brick shithouse, but most of that's paid for, so... Yes. That's, anyway. That, yeah. That's literally working her ass to the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it says, Sometimes people can get confused during an interview and mix up words and what they mean. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to Farrah Abraham. In a lengthy, lengthy interview... In the Miami News Times, the ex-teen mom star was questioned about her relationships and the leak of her sex tape with porn star Jesse Dean or leak, James Dean. Leak my ass, James yeah. Dean. Not to be confused with James Dean. No, by the way. <clears throat> when asked, who's dead and how could she? Yeah. Have? But anyway, when asked if if she considered herself a feminist, the 22-year-old mother who clearly did not understand the meaning of the word feminist, said, <laughs> I'm pretty feminine. I think so. Oh, my God. Oh, you stupid bitch. <laughs> After clarifying Jeez. that the question was whether she considered herself a feminist and not a feminine, the reality star said, what does that mean? Oh. You're a lesbian or something? Oh, how old is this woman? 22. Oh, Jesus. Wrong again, Farah. Proof, proof once again that our schools are putting children through without an education. Oh, God. The question was repeated for the third fucking time. Third time's a motherfucking charm. Sorry. Not even. In simple terms, with the interviewer <laughs> asking 
Abraham, if she believes that women are equal to men. Oh, I definitely feel that women are equal to men. Abraham said. Abraham said, "No doubt, no doubt about that. I mean, women should have equal rights to men every day." Oh, Jesus. Instead of Monday through Friday and not have the rights on Saturday, it should be every, every day. day. Maybe even every minute of every day. Oh, my God. What a concept. What a stupid woman. Abraham also spoke about her latest projects, which includes opening a new restaurant, <laughs> writing her memoir. What? And With what? A ghostwriter, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And building an empire. Of what? What? That's what it says. She wants Building to be another Kardashian. My she? input. She does. Yeah. Well, she may have the tits for it, but that uh, she definitely has the stupidity for it. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. The K girls are not exactly a brain trust. Okay. Yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, so maybe Farah's hoping to go there. I don't know. Jesus. <sighs> you know, the sad thing about it is that maybe a lot of her fans, if she has any. Uh-huh. Probably didn't know there was anything wrong with what she said. That's probably the sad part. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking oh, well. of sad parts. Sad part. Well, no, no, this oh. isn't sad. This, no. this is joyous. Oh, good. A joyous sad part. <clears throat> um, and, and this originally was going to meet the, uh, the geek news this week. But yeah. I figured yeah. the conclusion of it kind of kicked it out of the geek news. Okay. Sylvester Stallone will be at Comic-Con, and he will be signing and taking pictures with the fans. The only catch is, it will cost you $850. I wouldn't pay $850 to have my picture taken with the late JC himself, for Christ's sake. Are they kidding? $800? Why not $1,000? What, what made him settle on eight fifty? Um, if you're gonna charge, charge. Well, well because it was like five hundred for the signature and three fifty for the the autograph, or it might be vice versa. But one was like five hundred, and the other one was three fifty. But you if know, you if you want a signed picture, in twenty those, years, gonna, uh, yes, neither one of those are going to be worth that much money. So yeah. what would be the point? That's true. I don't think they're that worth. In twenty years, they're going to be going Sylvester what? And the ironic thing behind this is, is just three weeks ago, four weeks ago, he went on Twitter and said to Bruce Willis, You're greedy and lazy! And God damn it, it sounds like to me he's being greedy and lazy himself. Oh, what what was it he said? To, to yeah, I Willis? didn't recognize the words oh. in your... Okay, let, let me let me read let me this. Okay. And he, he went on Twitter uh -huh. about three or four weeks ago uh -huh. and told Bruce Willis... Uh -huh. That yo, yo, you're you're greedy and lazy, yo. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, and, okay. And to Takes me, one to know one. yes, to me, mm -hmm. he's being very greedy yeah, and lazy. Yeah, I would say. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't understand. Do people do that? Do celebrities charge people? And 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 even worse, do they pay it? Do do they charge people for their? Autographs and pictures? That's I, what, very common. What happened to ganging up at the st stage door and saying, Oh, Miss So-and-so, I've admired you from afar. Would you sign my whatever? That's that's kind of in the past. Which reminds me, did I ever tell you about my Sammy Davis Jr. autograph? No. Have we got time? Of course we do. Cool. <clears throat> in... Let me think. 1969, 1970, no, back up, I mean, go forward, 1972-ish. Okay. I shared an apartment with a, a woman who was actually uh, a roommate found for me by the apartment complex. They did that, you know, if you couldn't afford your own right, home right. rent, you know, they'd I say, think well. We've actually talked about okay, that before. Okay, all right. Well, Patricia was her name. Uh, if she's out there, hey, Patricia. And she... Her mother, actually, was a, on friendly terms, uh, apparently platonically so, with Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. And he was appearing, I believe, somewhere up in Tahoe or something. And Patricia was going to go and see him. And he knew her because of his friendship with her mother. Okay. And so I said, oh, get me his autograph while you're there. I'd love to have his autograph. 
And she goes, okay, what do you want it on? I says, I don't know. And well, I had had a birthday, uh, just before that. And she, I believe, or somebody had given me, I think Patricia actually gave them to me, a pair of panties that had, she had drawn cute stuff on them with indelible ink. And so it was like all over uh, pictures, a uh, Target and all kinds of weird things. And I said, here, have him sign this. I bet he's never had to sign any panties. And she goes, well, there's pictures all over it. And I opened it up and I said, not on the crotch. There's not. <laughs> so she took these panties to him and after the show went backstage and saw him and they had a, you know, a conversation and everything. And she said, by the way, my friend would like your autograph. And he said, okay, sure. And she goes, on these right here. And she handed him the crotch of the panties and he said well that's a new one for me and he signed them and i have his i have his autograph cool. on the crotch of my panties which have never been worn neither before nor since uh and i actually keep them in my safe so there you go <laughs> that's isn't, that, isn't cool. that a cool story that is it's cool. actually true so there you go well you know what and he didn't charge anything by the way and that's what i was going to say is is some people well and he was Sammy Davis Jr. for crying out loud. Right. I mean, come on. Um, okay, for example, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. There's actually a picture right behind me of uh, Jason Mewes and I standing next to each other. Yes, yes. Well, he was getting ready to leave, and I, I just went up to, you know, greet him and say hi. And, again, he's getting ready to take off, and he's like, hey, you want a picture? I'm like, yeah. He's like, got a camera? And I said, well, my sister has a camera. And he's like, he grabs me, pulls me over. And he's like, okay, you know, make a pose. So we make a pose. And he signed, also, he signed the, the Clerks 2 thing, which is behind me, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know that his, his thing was 20 bucks for a picture and autograph. Well, I pulled out the 20 bucks to hand it to him because yeah. I'm a fan, so I yeah. don't have a problem paying 20 bucks. Right. And, and he, he literally, I, I handed him enough money, he just pushed it back. I said, no thanks. Well, that's very cool of him. On the other hand, when he does turn around and charge somebody else for it, I don't think that's cool myself. I, if I ever got to the point where somebody wanted my autograph, I don't think I'd have the balls to say, oh, that'll be $850, please, or $20, or a buck. Greedy lazy. I just, Sorry. yeah, I just don't, mm, <clears throat> no, that but, but it that's, just does not but that's sound the right world, to me. That's the world we live in now. Well, that's what, I live in that world, too, and I wouldn't do it. That's what the majority of like uh, celebs that show up to conventions now. That's their main goal is to take pictures and to sign autographs and to make a lot of money. I know Adam West. When Adam West, um, he was I, I I met him briefly, but I don't remember he he had a really high, you know, it was in the hundreds for an autograph. I'm like, I don't like you that much, dude. They already make a nice bit of money off their movie or whatever the thing is that they do. Yes. What, you're talking peanuts to them anyway. What's the point? I don't get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> um, they should be grateful that somebody wants their autograph, that they're a fan. Yes. Okay. But I mean, I know how I feel when we get fan mail, so to speak. In our brown bag. Right. I think that's so cool. I'm not about to say, oh, and by the way, send me 10 bucks to read it online. I, I mean, on... Ooh, that's a good idea, though. No, that's not. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm playing. That, I know, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's right. I don't care who does it. It doesn't make it right, in my opinion. I don't know how we did this, but we actually have time for some geek news. Yay! Normally we don't have the time, you know, because of, of restriction, time restrictions, and that's usually why I don't even tap into the geek news is because we're over our time, but we actually have some time left. There is a movie coming out called Zero Theorem, and let me move up a little bit closer here, folks. Zero Theorem is about a computer hacker's goal to discover the reason for human existence, continually to find his work interrupted thanks to management. 
This time, they send a teenager, a lusty love interest, to distract him. And this movie is directed by Terry Gillian, which, if any of you don't know who he is, he is a tremendous director. He's directed The Brothers Grimm. He's directed Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's directed The Twelve Monkeys. And one of my personal favorites, he's directed The Fisher King. Good movie. And... There's so much going on because this takes place in the future and everything's changing. But what caught my attention is how things have changed on the religious views. So I have a little piece of Zero Theorem. Okay, here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just back that up just a second. <laughs> I saw that. Let's Okay, let's hear this one more time. Yes, that was, in fact, an ad for the Church of Batman, Batman and the, the Redeemer. Re- or, no, Batman, Batman the, the Redeemer. Redeemer. I, said, Bat- the Church of Batman the Redeemer needs you. Now, I, I've never been thought much thought into converting my religion, but, you know, that might be something I might be considering. To Batman the Redeemer? Yeah. Well, you'd have to do some redeeming first before I'd consider it. But uh, now, you oh, want to talk about oh, Wolf, Batman. Wolf, Wolverine the Wonderful? There we might go. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say, oh, Batman, callow by thy, by the name. Hallowed be thy name. No, callow. Callow. No, cow. Be, yeah, oh, cow. cowled. Cowled be thy name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, hey. Got to believe in something. How far in the future is this supposed to be? And it doesn't specify oh. on here how far it goes oh. into. But right now they're just sending out teaser clips to get people's attention on the movie. That'll get their attention, all right. Oh yes. Uh, talk about people signing petitions. There, there probably will be a few of those. But personally, for me, I think it it looks like a good movie. I'm interested. It it looks like eye candy. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. It's one of those movies you're going to have to watch six or seven times to get it all in. And then you won't. I mean, you won't. You'll you'll still have to keep watching it. Because there'll be stuff you'll miss. So I am happy we got in some geek news for this week. And we get to close out on yet another happy ending. Oh, good. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Good night, kiddos. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.C. Burbank Podcast. Or S.C. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. It's the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. It actually makes <laughs> And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.